0: We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. Someone sent me a message on Instagram the other day saying, what do you think of therapy as a way of doing the work? Have you done it and did you like it? And it was really interesting to me. It's such a good illustration of how um, dogmatic and black and white we still try to be. Because this woman was wanting me to say that I thought it was good or I thought it was bad for her to decide if it was good or bad for her as a logical reason about why it would work for her or not. But the thing is, there's so many factors as to why when I did it, I didn't love it. It could have been the time in my life that I was in. It could have been the therapist that I tried. It could have been that it's just not really something that is aligned with my essence, whether it's because of the method, whether it's because of the talking, whether it's because of, you know, the regularity of the sessions. There's so many, and we talk about this a lot, but there's so many factors that come into it. And, you know, one of the early, early human design teachers used to say that if you, want to know everything about a certain subject before knowing the right decision to make, you would never get there. So even this attempt to know everything is actually not a fully satisfactory knowing everything because you still will only know a piece of the picture. So my answer to her was like, I didn't like it, but I couldn't tell you why I didn't like it or why it didn't work for me. Does that mean that if I tried it tomorrow or tried a different therapist, I would have a different opinion? So I want to be really careful to not be damning about that means that therapy isn't sufficient or therapy doesn't work. I think that's what a lot of people do when we find something that doesn't resonate with us for a specific context, a time in our life, who we were, who we are, who the person was, what else was involved. And we write entire things off with, you know, we throw the baby out with the bathwater and we write things off completely completely. And I think that's such a disservice to other people because that doesn't encourage them to just go and try something and interact with it themselves. And then without needing the logical explanation of why you feel it is working or not working, that have that be enough to give you the intel about whether it's aligned for you or not. Right. So and we're not talking here about things that are, you know, created by people who have bad intentions, which, of course, we should share with other people. Or if we love something, of course, we can bring a light to it. But I really thought that I wish someone had said to me when I was younger, we say this all the time, just because something works for someone else, it doesn't mean that it will for you. But deeper than that, stop looking for all this logic to convince you that something is right or not, because none of that and none of other people's experiences or opinions is going to ever be able to compete with how you and your body guides you towards something. And you have to become okay. With not being able to explain why you get that certain response. When you're using your human design authority, whether it is you're listening to your emotions or your sacral, your gut, your spleen, your instincts, your heart, your ego, any of those things, the thing about why that's so hard is because listening to your authority is a mystical way to live. Making decisions with your brain is a very known, very linear, very boxed in way to live, which is one option of how we get to choose to live life on this earth. But if we want the synchronicities and the opportunities that come out of nowhere, and we want the divine timing, and we want the unknown and the mysticism, and to end up somewhere more extraordinary than we could conceive with our brains, we have to retire our brains from making those decisions. Our brains are meant to be for other things, like becoming smart about the world and learning and sharing our genius. But for making our personal decision and knowing what suits us and what doesn't, it is scarier to choose your authority but you have to become okay with not being able to explain why it told you what it told you to do. And maybe that it would make sense later. Maybe that it would never make sense, but that it will 100% guarantee you to live a life of way more alignment with way more ease without with less effort to try and have to read and ask and figure out why around you, but that that's a choice that every human has.
1: I think I'm going to take this in a direction that you probably aren't expecting, but I, that interaction where someone is coming to you likely because they trust your opinion and they feel in their soul that you're in your integrity. And then what you're sharing with them is for them to essentially trust themselves. I wonder because You're always explaining to us that the way we make changes is sometimes to make the easiest change. So sometimes maybe for somebody asking someone they trust Mm. their opinion, maybe that is a first step. And but but with a caveat of that
0: being a step on the way to learning to trust yourself, right? Yes, 100 percent. And it just amused me because I'm happy to share My findings of anything in my life, right? However, I thought to myself, I didn't like therapy, but I wouldn't ever, unless I'm sitting down with this woman and really feeling her energy, I wouldn't know what part to even. I think we have to be careful about sharing stuff with people on the internet because. What would I say to her is would be different if we were sitting in front of her and I sense she was super hesitant, but needed just basic tools that someone could give her or maybe just feel felt like she needed to be understood and doesn't have family that understands her and doesn't have a ton of friends. Right. I would feel like it would be it's kind of risky to say I didn't like therapy because of this and this and this reason when actually. I have, I'm getting positive things from therapy from other places in my life, right? Mm-hmm. So it was more just that I think when you um, pass things on, you always have to do it with a little bit of questioning that um, you don't ever want to discourage someone from something just because you had a negative experience with it. And that doesn't make me a subject matter expert on therapy just because I had a couple sessions three years ago. Right. And so it's also like kind of knowing our place of what I would be able to very happily speak quite confidently about versus just because I specialize in something that could be considered adjacent or in the same sect as therapy, that doesn't mean that you should be listening to me when it comes to therapy, because I'm equally actually just kind of as much of a novice as as anyone else is, right? So um, maybe it was also the fact that I'm a wrong person to ask, but that maybe, I mean, obviously feel honored that um, she trusts me, but I just was like, oh, it's interesting that I think the old me would have been like, don't do it. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. But then I think now I sort of caught myself being like, oh, just because you had a negative experience with it, don't tell the other person to not do it because there's a million therapists, there's a million people, there's a million different matches between those things. And, um, you know, I know someone, for example, who's quite close to me who had, let's say seven therapists and she hated all of them. And then she found one that she absolutely adores and it's completely changed the way that she sees therapy. The other part of that question, of course, was that as a way to do the work. And I think this phrase of do the work is so interesting because I think um, we're so conditioned by the sort of very um, Anglican version of, uh, you know, like Protestant Christianity, right? And how that's embedded into our work culture and our worth culture is that everything in life, you'll be fine in heaven subconsciously or you'll be you'll be worthy as a human being if you beat yourself with all these sticks that society is going to give you. And the harder you work at all these things, the more it will pay off later. What we want to say is that also you have to make sure that every single moment, every single um, choice you make is maybe it doesn't feel good, but you feel good about the choice, right? You feel proud of yourself for the choice. And I think that this old thing of like, you know, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to get married, you have to whatever. I do think that spirituality and doing the work has become yet another box for us to tick off. And so when we talk about doing the work, and if you're listening to this, and you're someone who believes that you want to do the work, I really would encourage you to think about like, what does doing the work mean to you? What do you expect to get out of it? What do you want to be different about your life when you've done the work? Because otherwise what can happen, and I was in this for my entire 20s, of just staying in this spiral of constantly learning and seeking, learning and seeking, and then hoping that all of a sudden my life would change. The only thing that actually changed my life is me changing my action steps. I can spend all this time in the realm of learning about my trauma and learning about how the universe works and learning about law of attraction and all those things are wonderful things, but they only get activated when you use them to do something different in your life. So I want people to not just do the work as a way of like self-punishing or getting on another sort of egoic trip to show up. other people that they're keeping up or doing better than other people or to finally like themselves. Like that breaks my heart to think about that. Like, oh, I'm getting into spirituality so I can think well of myself for once. You know, this is the, the place where I get some respite. Actually, what you probably need to do is think about what other things that you can do that make you feel good about being you. If that's what you think doing the work is gonna give you, address that directly and then use the work and these tools and these healing modalities and these sciences to help you get there but it's on us to, you know, it's our life. We have to be selfish, right? To our soul. It's in service to our soul to be selfish. And so we have to think about what, what is all this work doing for me? What do I want it to give me? And from a true place, like, do I just want to think well of myself at the end of the day? Then Maybe that's abuse of my spiritual practice. Maybe my spiritual practice has more to give me if I relieve it from that role that I'm making it fit, right? Do I think I'm gonna be a better person from it? Well, let me practice, like, what are the small things that would make me feel happier being myself that I'd be more proud of in my, in my normal life, not my spiritual life, not my, you know, my Friday night circle that I go to or my podcast that I listen to? Genuinely, how do I activate this?
1: Yeah. I, I'm really glad this is something that needs to be deconstructed and this deconstructed in the spiritual industry for sure. Cause it does feel like it's become this almost outward badge of honor mm-hmm. of, Oh, I'm doing the work and it's, I'm like meeting this level of standard of a human being. And it has become this like outward display. And that actually is what I think is blocking most people from actually doing anything in their real life that's making change in their real life. And something I feel like I've really taken on from you is, and probably if you're a listener of this podcast, you have picked up bits and pieces of it every week, but it's really these like really small, intimate actions with myself that have made my life better that nobody knows about Mm -hmm. and nobody
0: else really sees except for me. And yet the results in your outside life are huge, but you've made small, little, humble daily shifts. And the, those little things, we we have an, a podcast episode called the 0.1. It's like those little things you do differently in your life. When, when the universe sees you do those things, it wants to like almost disproportionately reward you to say, yes, honey, this is the right thing. Keep on going, you know? And so, you know, you can it's no mistake that you're also more shiny, that you've opened up a whole other level of gifts in your life, that your relationships are better, that you've channeled this whole new creative thing that has come to you out of nowhere. Like all of these things are directly linked to the fact that you've made small, very um unspiritual, unglamorous sounding things at the, you know, at the very base level of them is like confronting your ego, being really honest with yourself about how you feel and how you're contributing to the problem and the thoughts. And, you know, I did an Instagram story about this yesterday. The fact that we, we as a brand, we never really talk about, um, you know, trauma, healing and crystals and, aliens and we never say activation sequence and light codes and all those sorts of things and that's not because those things don't have some validity but it's also because we are in the business of really helping you change your life on a practical level that's what human design did for me and is designed to do and so I think the more that we can get hyper clear and hyper normal about our spiritual life right the better and easier it is to integrate the two and see them as the same thing, right? If we're using one set of language over here in our spiritual pursuits, and we're using normal language in our normal life, it's going to make it even harder to understand the two and have clarity between the two, right? So people are like, what's my purpose? Or how do I know what I'm here to, um, you know, here to do and everything and it's like we make these things so grandiose and that's what makes us feel so far away from those things right what we are about is like don't ask yourself those big questions you don't feel like you need to even know the answer to those questions because spoiler you can't before you start just with your today your today is perfectly designed from the universe from the light for you to get you to your next level and so if you address today the degree to which you're honest about what you want to do differently and just trying it on for size in a light and playful way and working these tools silly, like your strategy in in human design and your authority, your strategy and your authority, your strategy and your authority. I was joking with you about this the other day that how... No matter what happens in my life, it's always the same lessons that I just keep getting over and over again. And it's the same instructions. Listen to your emotions, wait for the invitation. Listen to your emotions, wait for the invitation. That's because my emotional, my authority is emotional and I'm a projector. So my strategy is about being invited. And every time I don't do those things, that's when stuff gets thrown off. (laughs) So what, that's the thing that really took me out of this spiral of doing the work and being a spiritual seeker without really actually having anything in my life be different, right? Without liking myself more, without feeling better about who I am and feeling more capable. Taylor, I felt so powerless when I was in that spiral of, I have to do this, this, and this, and check off this list and read these books and say this stuff and post this stuff and have to go into this. And it all changed when I found this oh, there's a more practical way to do this. And it is a manual that is literally telling me how to change my actual real life. Um, And so I think just, I want everyone to just be more selfish and reverse engineer this and think about what do I actually want from my life? And if maybe it is to feel more capable, but at least you're more clear on it then. Then it's not just this misty murky doing the work because then you could be just doing stuff forever and not really knowing where it's even leading you, Right. If you want to feel more capable, if you want to feel more powerful, if you want to have a job that you love, don't make it find your purpose because we're going to live to 120, right? I think we'd all rather know as our souls don't want to know what our big purpose is. You know right? how blissfully happy you'll be
1: when you give up trying to find your purpose and you just make every day more enjoyable? Yeah.
0: Yeah, And your purpose will change so much depending on how much more gifted you become, how much more you can hold, how much more you can give, how much more you can share. You have ahas and downloads along the way that come exactly the time they're ready, not when you're pushing for answers, right, from your mind, but when you're just sitting and you're in your lane and things just pop to you at the time they're supposed to pop to you. And I think we can both say that we are but very, very blissfully happy. It doesn't mean that challenges don't happen, but just because there's nothing like feeling like you're you and that you remember that you are in charge. This work is here to serve us, not the other way around. Yeah. I think
1: something that I learned from you, I, I don't remember how you worded it, but it was something like, if there's something that repetitively keeps coming to you, like in your life, actual life, then look there because that's mm-hmm. what life is directing you to look at. So, honestly, that's how simple I keep it these days. Like, I'm if something keeps reoccurring, I direct my attention there and I look at it and I go, How am I contributing to this? Um, that small process. And um, it feels like every day, like you said, we did the episode about the 0.1. Mm-hmm. Every day, I'm just hoping to make that thing a little bit more better. And Mm. that's all I've done. And you keep always saying to me, I feel like I'm like the Jenna Zoe guinea pig over here sometimes (laughs) because just for two years, I've been listening to you say things to me, which is why I was so glad to do the podcast too, so that we could have a lot of the conversations that you were having with me and just Mm. taking those little bits of information and just in my real life, in my everyday life. Thinking about them Mm -hmm. and not thinking about my purpose. Like I just completely, you know me, when I start, when I said, okay, I'm listening to my strategy, we're going full time. I threw everything out the window, didn't I? Yeah. And I just stopped thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And I just, because ultimately when we're thinking, what's my purpose, it was just for me at least, and probably for most people, I just wanted to be happy every day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's why we want to find our purpose. Mm -hmm. So that's like the underlying reason why, and you say this all the time is like, think about that goal that you're wanting to hit. What's the underlying reason why you want it? I just Mm -hmm. wanted to be happy in my everyday life. And since then, Things have piled and piled and piled on top of each other. And I've created this like massive vision about like what I'm capable of doing without really thinking that hard about it. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you are, if you are at a level of, let's say you're an 11, okay, on the scale of millions, which we all are, if you're on an 11, you're, you're, you can't actually, you don't have the consciousness to receive what is it a 17? So it's almost like pushing yourself to get something that isn't even going to be a vibrational match for you, that's what we, we want to talk about, right? So it's almost like, actually, there's a, there's a nugget at every level. And isn't it just so much more fun to just get today's nugget, right? And then the second you get to a 17 out of a billion, then you'll get the 17 and it will be such a delight to you. But for your mind to try to conceive or your ego to try to know things for certainty about where exactly how your life is going to pan out, trust me, our souls didn't come here to know exactly the rest of the days of our lives. We would find that so boring, right? And people who are listening to this podcast are already probably questioning, like, do I want the go to college, get a stable job, get married, have kids, live in one, the same home for the rest of my life. And maybe for some people that is aligned, but that cookie cutter is now, you know, up for customization. And I think we do realize that we want surprise, we want delight, we want to do things unusually, extraordinarily, we want to create things that haven't been created before, we want to open up different kinds of jobs and gifts and possibilities that haven't yet existed in the world, right? And so it's almost like you have to work with the fact that, okay, it's, it's not comfortable for any of us humans to completely live in the unknown. But can you go to the areas where you're slightly more comfortable not knowing and just just give it a little nudge in the opposite direction for today like how can you how can you embrace this slightly more okay I might not know but I'm willing to try this anyway right and that might just be changing a thought or changing the way that you speak to your loved one or something as subtle as you know deciding to have a different milk in your coffee like you did recently right you recently can you tell the story Yeah.
1: I've been drinking almond milk literally my entire life. Like even when I was a kid, my mom didn't really give us whole milk because there was hormones and all this stuff, like all the like marketing and potential truth, who knows? And Mm -hmm. so I had, convinced who knows? knows? I convinced (laughs) myself my whole life. I couldn't drink milk. Meanwhile, if someone offered me a pizza, I'd have pizza. If someone offered me some ice cream, I'd have ice cream. And logically I'm like starting to think in my head, I'm like, can you really... (laughs) can you really not drink milk, but you can have a bowl of ice cream if you want? That's so strange. And so I was at the grocery store this week, maybe last week, and I went to go grab the almond milk and I saw this um, whole milk. That was like a really, I knew it was a very clean brand. It was just like one ingredient, just milk. Like it's very hard to find apparently. And uh, my instincts, which is my spleen, which is my authority in human design, just said, get that. I was staring at it. The person next to me probably thought I was crazy because I was staring at a jug of milk so confused. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I guess we're going for cow milk today. And so I've been trying it and have had no issues. And who and knows? Isn't that if, crazy? Who knows if I'll keep drinking it? Like I can now choose, but I love now that I have this, I've kind of just unblocked this belief or that I've
0: just created. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I I can drink whatever I want now. And isn't it amazing that I love so many parts of that, which is that you haven't been like, oh, well, actually cow's milk is way better because of this and this and this. And you haven't shared the stats and you don't even know why your spleen said to do it. You haven't even got like an incredible result to show for it just yet and may never have, except for alignment. And that we don't know how it cascades off into other things, like maybe your body, needs cow milk maybe your brain is going to turn on more when it has cow milk and whatever or maybe it was done to just break down this limiting belief or maybe or maybe or maybe or maybe we're not sitting here pretending to know so I think that comes back to the whole like sharing our findings without universalizing them into that means just because it didn't work for me doesn't mean it didn't work for you and that's why comes back to the therapy thing of like, I didn't like it. But does that mean it won't get you to where you want to go or help you in some way, whatever your version of doing the work aim is healing, making you feel better, making, giving you peace, getting rid of that thing that's been holding over you for ages. Like I didn't go for any of those things. So I couldn't tell you, right? So it's the intention that you go at it with. It's the person, it's the, this, it's the that. So I love that idea. And, you know, I can think of a similar one for me where it's really interesting because I was brought up um, similar to you with this upbringing thing. Like I was brought up going for cold plunges. Like we jumped in the cold from a very young age. We had a super disciplined household where even on summer vacation, we'd get up at 7.00 AM, have to swim to the beach and back before breakfast, have a cold plunge. And then we were allowed to have breakfast and all of our friends were sleeping in until 11.00 AM. Right. So It's interesting that now it's become cool and trendy, the cold plunge thing. I know how to sit in a cold plunge for, I could sit in there for 15 minutes. You've done it with me. You've seen, right? Longer. (laughs) Yeah. But, and even despite all the findings and the facts and the studies, right? Like, oh, boost circulation, it helps with reducing stress. It prevents cancer. Like people are throwing all these logical facts at it, right? However, I've gotten to a place in my design where I know, I feel inside more stressed out and more puffy and more uncomfortable in my body emotionally when I do a cold plunge. So what does that mean? Just because I can and just because it's revered, I still don't do it. I'm still not wearing it as a badge of honor. I'm still not giving in to. but you should because it will do this for you later. I know that... All I need is the evidence on my experience of it and that have that be the voice that's louder than all of the conditioning, than all of the common accepted realities, all the facts that we all agree on, right? And so it's tempting, for example, my ego would rather me be like, posting every day look, like, look at me in the cold plunge for 16 minutes but I'm the one suffering from it I'm the one throwing off my alignment for it and we have to. I want people to get to a place where we prioritize our own alignment without me having any facts to be able to tell you why it works for me and certainly not why it's going to work for you for me to just crack on and do it anyway
1: and I Is have that, no clue <laughs> there's actually two things happening like two you know messages because I'm always looking for the messages in the conversation there's two things These two micro examples are great because I think this isn't what people realize doing the work is. Mm. You know what I mean? Me letting myself get cow milk instead of opting for the almond milk because of conditioning or whatever, that is one layer that I peeled back in a day. Mm -hmm. You realizing that is one layer peeled back in a day. And every time we do that, that is you know almost layering on top of our trust in ourselves our alignment in ourselves that is actually how you get to finding things that are your purpose and stuff mm-hmm. right you don't know mm-hmm. there be con- we have no idea how that's connected to us uh, three months from now suddenly something amazing comes in that we're prepared for because we've built a foundation
0: of listening to ourselves mm-hmm. and it emboldens you doesn't it because you're like oh Look, I can practice going against my ego and just doing the thing that my mind doesn't understand, and I'm fine and I'm still alive and I'm still, and I'm actually quite happy about it. So, the more you do it, the more you show yourself and you're right, then bigger decisions could come along and you've practiced it enough in the small moments that you feel fine with it. I have another fun example for you, which is okay, go 10,000 steps. Mm. Taylor, I am telling you now that when I do 10,000 steps every single day, I am uncontrollably hungry I feel stressed out I don't look for I literally like dread having to do 10,000 steps like I overstress (laughs) about it and I just think that my body doesn't respond either like it doesn't like it when I walk less I'm happier so again I don't care about who however many people are posting that they did 20,000 today or that they do 10,000 every day or that Oh, my God, ten thousand because it this does this and this and that and whatever. I'm like, cool. I'm so happy if that's true for you. I'm not that happy if you're just passing it on and you've accepted it as truth because you've heard it from somewhere else. But like, thanks for no thank. like let's let's do the work of figuring out what suits me and be totally fine with that. And there's two other layers to this, right? Because especially health, it's so easy to see. But things change all the time. Things we used to think in the 90s, we would have been convinced certain things were like the way we now look back on and go, that's crazy. And neither is right or neither is wrong. But we have to be so aware of how deeply consumed we get with like thinking that, I mean, think about it. In 10 years time, do we think we're gonna look back and think we had all the answers right now? Yet we're still acting like right now we have the most answers, like the best answers. There's no humility in that, right? So what if, and I ask myself this all the time, what if what you now think is oh so wrong with you turned out one day that everyone f- found out was oh so right? Would you feel more okay with doing it now? And that's a little kind of like way to trick your ego into getting on board, right? Because you should do it regardless. But it's a good way of like opening your mind up to thinking, oh, would it change your opinion if one day everyone came around? Is it just your fear of no one else doing it the same way that you're doing it now that's making you resist it, right? It's so, so true. And someone else, I think I've shared this on my story the other day, like I had a turmeric shot. And the guy behind the bar who was making it for me was like, you know, you should have this with black pepper because it helps it absorb in your stomach and whatever. And I politely was like, oh, cool. Interesting. Like I've heard that before, but I know my body hates black pepper. So why would I like there's nothing getting into me that's going to make me you could tell me black pepper is going to save it, the savior food that's going to save the entire planet. Maybe then I'd reconsider it. You know, (laughs) it's been enough years that I haven't tried it, but I'm not going to try it based on an intellectual fact that we're just regurgitating back and forth to each other when you're not the person that did the research. Mm. Well, how come we're so convinced that that's even true? All those things are gonna change.
1: Like, they're, that's mm-hmm. just that's just the way of life. And so I love when you put it that way, actually, because I think it can be really hard for people to just completely. I think it's a big leap to just say, "Oh, I'm not. I'm just gonna completely trust myself and not trust." You know, not that you don't need to trust experts. That's not even what we're saying at all. Mm-hmm. It's a big leap. But when you just said, imagine that what you think is right for you will someday be what everyone else will can like. I can't even word it how you just mm-hmm. worded it because I legit just got chills sitting here. That I think gives us a little bit more courage because there are a billion ways to be normal, there are a billion ways to be a healthy human being. And we're kind of starting to scratch the surface on accepting that, which leads me to the second thing that is sort of the ongoing message here: is being careful what you are um, prescribing to people and telling people is true, or you know, just sharing everything on the internet as if we're experts, like. That is something that I've even been trying to like learn how to check myself on because mm. we just flippantly share things. And I feel like this is a conversation we've had. So I would love for you to kind of share what is your sort of, I don't even know the right words. use, like baseline or checkpoint that you go through of like, am I going to share this or not? Or how do I share this or not share this? Because
0: there's a lot of it out there. Mm. I think um, it's slightly different for me because I'm very clear on the fact that I'm not here to be an influencer I get that you know um and I think when we talk about sharing on the internet that's it's usually in the context of people who are doing that sort of job yeah um I think the big thing really is to just I'm sharing this for ego or am I sharing this for Service. I think that's the main, main thing is, am I sharing this so that people can validate me? Am I sharing this so that I can feel like I'm a certain kind of person and like myself for this today? Or do I really believe in the message or the gift or the service or the value add, whatever that is for someone that I'm providing? So for me, I know the sort of general themes of what I live for, what my work is centered around, right? Freedom, liberation, expanding um, into being your real self, being radically open about how you iterate as a human being, making yourself proud. So I kind of enjoy and levity and so if if something is um, if something is to do with those things that I want to give to the world, the things I want to serve people with, then I do that. Um, if not, I really don't. Um, And I really check myself because I think that there is a lot of, um, there's just a lot of stuff that it looks cute and it looks fun, but I, I know when I'm consuming it, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other, and it doesn't really land or it hasn't even made me laugh or made me smile or made me want to buy it for the right reasons. Right. Um, And so I never, ever want to feel like I'm posting out of ego because that's the kind of stuff that's going to make people feel worse about themselves. On the whole, you know, I think we can feel when someone posts out of ego because then we feel small or we feel empty. So I really try, that's kind of my only barometer is I try to check, like, don't ever post something because you're trying to get something from it. It's about what you're trying to give from it.
1: Yeah. And I think it can apply to posting, but also even just like sharing in real life with people too. Mm -hmm. So not just like an influencer brand business online thing. Mm -hmm. I think something else that you might not notice that you do is, Your intention is never to, you know, place yourself as an authority above somebody else's authority, which I think is really key just for all of us to start Mm -hmm. taking on of, I mean, imagine how much easier it would be for people to feel and trust themselves if we all encouraged that in other people too. You know, Mm -hmm. if I know what's good for me, but I don't assume that it's good for everybody else and I can share and say, this worked for me, Mm -hmm. try it for you. Don't Mm -hmm. take my word for it. It's always Mm -hmm. sort of that you pushing other people's sovereignty back at them. Yeah. Is another, I think, intention that you always have that I think we could all sort of take
0: on. Yeah, I really, really try to help people keep their sovereignty I I never would want to take it away and I try to push it back on them from places that they may have given it like I try to encourage people to kind of take some of it back from where they've given it away um and I think that that is just that real that is real empowerment right is when you say I don't know why I don't need anyone to agree with me. I don't need everyone to do it the same way as me for me to feel secure that this is my way from led from inside and led from inside. I don't fully understand because led from inside, what's inside is that piece of me that is the light, that is the universe, that is God, the divine spark in me, right? That lives in my G center. If you want to go from a human design angle, the crystal of consciousness, right? We are physical and we are human, but we also have this part of us that isn't. And if that's going to run the show, of course we can't accept our limited human brains to fully fathom it and so how amazing to become okay with the fact that we can't fathom it but that we are absolutely mesmerized by where it leads us
1: (laughs) it basically ties back to the original question that was presented at the beginning someone asking you your thoughts on something and you directing them back to their own sovereignty Mm -hmm. is um it's really beautiful
0: it's it's um it's very freeing as well to live in a world where with your actions, you reaffirm other people's sovereignty back to them too. You know, it's almost like it's actually, there's also a selfish benefit to it because it's like, please don't create separation between any of us, right? Like no one knows better. Like we're all just everyone on this planet, no matter how wise they are, no matter how intelligent they are we still are encountering and dancing with the mystical unseen forces that are at work in this life, that will bring us things out of nowhere, that will change the course of our lives, that we have zero control over. I said it yesterday, have you ever planned a synchronicity? No, it has happened to you, right? So we're all just figuring it out as we go along. We may as well pretend, not pretend, that we're doing anything else except for the best kind of security or action plan that you have is to just get aligned and get more comfortable with that part of yourself and put it in charge every step of the way. And not to to pretend that you don't know. It's to become (laughs) okay with the not knowing. (laughs) And to close this out, just
1: because as a sort of like action step for people of doing, in quotes, doing the work in a way that's actually like grounded in our real life, Can you Mm. explain for anyone that's new, like you keep saying strategy and authority, what Mm. does that look like and why is that how you, you know, get more sovereignty in your life, trust yourself, do the everyday work in your life Mm. and see what the everyday
0: work in your life is? So the idea is that everybody has a different way of activating their real self, depending on how they're designed genetically, right? That's what human design is based on is your genetic expression. And so- That's why your strategy and your authority, they're the two key pieces in your design, because those are more like the how-tos and everything else is like, these are the things about you, like the gifts, like your digestion. These are qualities that you can either activate or not activate. The activations your strategy and authority. Your strategy in human design is how your specific energy type makes things happen in your life, how you bring opportunities and synchronicities and the things that are always meant for you that are circling around you, swirling, trying to come in. That's how you draw them in. That's how you magnetize them to you is you listen to your strategy. Your strategy is your MO of making stuff happen in your life. Your authority is how you make decisions for yourself in that life, right? So, strategy is about the things you make happen. Your authority is how you make decisions when they come to you, when they're presented. Like I have to um, decide whether this thing is right or wrong for me. Use your authority. And again, everybody has a different authority. So some people are supposed to listen to their emotions. And this is all much more fully described in the app Um, because people think like, you know, listen to your gut feelings, right? In human design, your gut and your feelings are two very separate things that function very differently. And then your instincts are completely different as well. Everybody has a part of them that is running the show of the decision-making process and it is not your conscious conditioned mind like I said the mind is supposed to be freed up then to become a genius at something in the world and everybody is meant to become a genius at something but we're using our mind on the wrong stuff we're using our mind trying to think about well if this and if this sauna is good for me and then I should get in the sauna and this and that and we're draining the battery of that capability of genius whereas actually it should be more simple for you with your spleenic authority oh yes the spleen says get that milk and you're not going does that mean I'm going to drink cow milk forever does that mean I'm a dairy convert does that mean I have to have a stance now about how almond milk would bad for me my whole life no you make it simple you just listen to your spleen in the day and you're comfortable just carrying along with it and so not only does that get rid of all the white noise and free you up in your genius but that is the key to your alignment that is that those are the two things that if you work them silly every single day of your life and repeat those two things to yourself as your personal instruction manual to getting to the extraordinary life that is meant for you that you can't even conceive of or create yourself It's those two things day in, day out, day in, day out. So there's many other ways of doing other kinds of work because doing the work means so many things to different people. But if you want to know about alignment and being your real self and creating a life that is currently inconceivable to you, it's every single day, learn what your strategy is, learn what your authority is and apply it to your today and then apply it to your tomorrow. And it lives, I always say this magic lives in the mundane. So this is where the transformation happens is in the now.
1: And if you're already an app subscriber, why don't you go re-listen to your strategy and authority today? And if you haven't downloaded the app, you can just go to the app store or Google play and you can search my human design and get your chart. It gives you an entire chart reading, describes these things in detail to you written. And with Jenna's voice, um, she reads it to you. So
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, we now have a new feature where If you can go into the tips feature, you will find hundreds of actual tips on how to use your strategy and how to use your authority organized by category. So you can literally go in there and search for way more tips on all of these things and everything else in your design too.